Hello and welcome back to It's a Funny All Life podcast. Today I'm going to be joined by local Liverpool podcast and very famous also around the world, the Anfield Rap. Hello. Hello. Um, so welcome back to It's a Funny All Life podcast and I'm joined by the Anfield Rap. Hello. How's it going, Joseph? Are you okay? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thank you. Not too bad at all. Thank, thank you for coming on. No worries. Pleasure to be here. Pleasure to have you on. Um, so your podcast, you, st- you started in August 2011 and you've grew as a podcast and you've won quite a lot of awards over the years. Um, you've won Podcast of the Year um, in 2012 and 2015 and won Best Podcast in 2016 at the Football Blogging Awards. And... Um, Radio Show of the Year 2016, and you finished second in the Listener's Choice of 2018 British Podcast Awards. So, uh, congratulations on all them awards. Thank you, appreciate it. <laughs> um, so, you're Liverpool fans because the podcast is obviously about Liverpool. So, what are you what are you thinking about the season so far for Liverpool? I think it's it's been a bit of a of a mixed bag, really, hasn't it? I think most people going into the season would probably have expected Liverpool to to be up there challenging for the league title again. Um, the injuries have obviously had a big impact on that, as much as you know, there's there's other reasons for for why Liverpool have maybe not won as many games as last season or or have dropped a lot a lot more points. So it means that Liverpool don't look too much like they're going to be uh, in a title challenge this season. Doesn't look like it's going to be much of a challenge for for Manchester City at all at this stage, really. But um, I think there's, there's still positives that, that can hopefully be taken away from the season. Obviously, it's, it's still a little bit too early to say whether whether come the end of the season, Liverpool will be in a position where where we as fans can can look at those positives and 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 truly mean them as as positives. But I think um, if if we can if we can get in the, get that second place nailed and and you know have a run in the Champions League, then I think we can look back on the season and and, and take away some positives and, and look to next season when we get a few of those injured players back and hopefully have a bit of a better account of ourselves then. Yeah, so I think maybe at, at the moment, a top four is like an, an aim for us. But And obviously all the injuries has probably took us out of the title race. So, um, as you said, would, where do you think Liverpool will finish this season? You're still hoping for like a second place maybe? Yeah, I, I, I still think even with the injuries, we're the, we're the second best team in the league, I think. Which it just it just requires us putting a bit of a run together. And I know that's sort of easier said than done when you're a supporter watching the game, it requires, you know, a certain level of things to, to go your way on, on the pitch as much as it requires, you know, the unity of the team and stuff like that. I think we've got we've got the ability there, we've got the unity there, we've got the manager and, and all those kinds of things. So I think hopefully as, as long as Liverpool can put a bit of a run together, you should start to see some of the some of the other teams falling away because I think they, they all have, you know, more flaws than Liverpool do. They've all got more inconsistencies than Liverpool do. They're all worse teams than, than Liverpool um I think you can. I think that's fair enough to say. So I, I yeah. would still expect us to finish comfortably second. Um, I, I hope that's that's where we'll finish as well because I think that would help then people look into next season to say, well, we were the second best team in the league th- this season. Um, so we can spike all the injuries. Exactly, ex- exactly, and yeah, and then hopefully we can go and put a bit of a, a better challenge in next season. And we've got all the players back. Um, so then we've got the next fixture, which is the Merseyside derby. And Everton haven't won at Anfield since 1999. So you would say, because of the current form, 
what Liverpool and Everton are on, they're both on really bad run of form, except for Liverpool, who's just beat Leipzig 2-0. So what are you thinking about the fixture that's coming up, which is the Merchard derby? I think it's the classic cliche, really, isn't it? That, that you know, in, in a derby form tends to go out the window. I think we've seen Everton come to Anfield in, in the past and, and sort of shrink, maybe, if you want to call it that. But I think this team under Carlo Ancelotti and even, even the previous team under Marco Silva, to be fair, that's... That's not something you've seen. You've seen them come to Anfield and and bring the game to Liverpool a bit and, and have a have a, a, a really good system for, for dealing with Liverpool. So I expect it to be to be another tight game. I know there was a lot of goals in, in the game last season, but particularly that, that sort of second half of it, the of the game at Anfield. Um it, it it was close and it was it was two really good teams playing against each other. I think you'll you'll see that again this time. I'm I'm just hopeful that Liverpool can can keep the mistakes to a minimum and and you know allow Everton to, to make the mistakes because that was that was the thing that you felt sort of changed against Leipzig was that Liverpool have put in a few good performances back to back now. I do think we performed well against Manchester City. I think we performed well against against Leicester as well. But I think we just made those those individual mistakes which which cost us the game. But then against Leipzig we were we were close to the perfection that we expect from Liverpool. So hopefully it'll be it'll be more perfection on Saturday and another uh, another Anfield win in the derby. Yeah, so we play like we did against Leipzig, then it's easy. even like if we played like Man City and Leicester, we keep playing like that and cut out the mistakes, then we could easily beat Everton. Because like we've been playing quite well recently, it's just the mistakes have started to show, and all the like the defensive um, side has started to show its weakness. Yeah, I think you're starting to see some of the, the mental effects of of what has been a, a really challenging season. You know, I mentioned the injuries before, but. The injuries is almost just the, the start of the of the of the snowball effect I'd, I'd like to call it. So, in fact, the pandemic is is maybe the start of the snowball effect because you could probably go back as as far as you know when the season gets gets stopped last season. There's there's probably you know a, a small percentage of us who actually thought that the season may be cancelled. It, it might even be a large percentage. I'm sure that that fed into to the players and the squad. There was probably a point where they were unsure whether the season would carry on, whether we would get to, to win that league title. We do get to win it in the end, but then obviously there's the sort of there's the there's the downside of there being no fans in the ground to witness that that first achievement in, in, in thirty years, that first league title win. So I think you, you can you, it almost starts from there that the, the mental effect on the players is then, you know, the fatigue side of things because it's it's been a very short pre season. The games have come thick and fast. Both the seasons have, have been sort of you know, confined into a smaller space because of because of the pandemic, and then uh, obviously you've, you've seen the injuries. There's there's the season-ending ones to, to Virgil Van Dijk, Joe Gomez, Joel Matip, and and the blows they have. But even even the niggling ones, which have come you know week in week out. So the likes of, of Fabinho has, has been sort of in and out the team. Allison's been in and out the team. Um, there's a few others there who, who've sort of had had the little injuries here and there, and that constant mm. chopping and changing does make it difficult for Liverpool, I think, because Liverpool are, are a team who rely so much on on the collective whole and, and everything being as, as part of a system. It's all very tactical, even though I think sometimes we like to believe that Jurgen Klopp just, just does manage to see him on spirit. There, there is a lot of, you know, the mental side of things there and, and the tactics there. And, and that requires you to, to, to have your, your full-strength squad um, for, for the majority of the season. And Liverpool haven't had that. So um, you'd like to think that, that once Liverpool can get fit and start to establish that consistency again, that we'll see close to the levels of, of what we've seen in the last two seasons rather than what we have for, for the majority of this season. Yeah, because you see, well, you like you said, but you see, in like the last two seasons, Liverpool usually go on like a lot of like mem- momentum runs, like go like fifteen, sixteen games without losing the game, and that like pushes you up the league. So if we start to put them together like momentum runs, then we could easily finish second. Yeah, I think so. And like I said before, I do, I do think that we're we're better than all those other teams who are scrapping for top four. I know there's. 
I know there's a couple more of them this season, but they're they're all teams who may well be on, on the way up, but they're, they're teams who've still got their inconsistencies as well, who are still capable of dropping points here and there. And I think Liverpool have shown that, you know, it, it doesn't take much for Liverpool to, to get on a, on a bit of a winning run. And I know we've not seen that so much this season, but the evidence of the last two seasons and it's still being, you know, <clears throat> majority of the same, the same players and the same manager, of course, um, shows you that Liverpool are, are capable of that this season. Yes, definitely. Got a very capable capable squad, but just if, just the injuries are just really it's as hard this season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so obviously your Anfield Rap podcast, and it's not just famous just in Liverpool, like a lot of people like worldwide watch it, but, um, don't you? So how, do you know, how does it feel like you know when that people all around the world are watching your podcast and enjoying it? Like, so certainly I do. Yeah, it's, 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 an in, it's an incredible feeling, really, because I think we've, it, it sort of started as just like a few mates in, in, in the pub talking about <clears throat> this sort of gap in the market for, for supporter media, fan media, as, as it's sort of come to be called now, where it was around the time of, of, the, of the Hicks and Gillette stuff and Hodgson being the Liverpool manager. And it didn't feel like, you know, the, the supporters were being particularly well represented in, in, in the media at that time. So I think there was that, that gap in the market for, for, for fan voices. And then from there, it's, it's just sort of took off and, and we've managed to establish our own little community within the, within the Liverpool supporting community, which I think is, is a really nice thing. And we, we've gone and covered... Um, I've gone and covered the Reds on on a few of the preseason tours and been to tra- been able to travel sort of all over the world doing that. So we've been to been to Asia, been to the Arab Emirates, been to America and, and places like that. And and it just shows you the impact that Liverpool has over in those countries, but then also the impact that, that we've had on the sports in those countries, which I think is 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 a lovely thing to be able to say because we've we've sort of brought that experience of of going to the game to people who don't always get the chance to go to the game. I think we we sort of help bridge that gap between the the Reds from abroad and and you know Liverpool within within the city and Liverpool within the community and I think the club have started to do a, a really good job of that as well to be fair through the work of the, of all the supporters clubs and things like that but um, it's just something a bit of a, like a, an authentic voice I think of, of the Amphir app of you know us, us all being match going fans majority being Scousers as well I think I think that sort of helps and and it makes people who who even the people who've moved abroad we have quite a few people who, who are sort of expats as, as they call them who are people who who previously would have lived in Liverpool or, or lived in England and support Liverpool who've moved away. And I think we, we give them a bit of a, of a taste of home as well, which I think is, is, is always a massively positive thing. So, yeah, we, we, um, we love all of our, all our subscribers all around the world and really appreciate the support we get. Mad. Um, so when you were like, before you've done the podcast, when you were like young, did you, was you all, were you always like a football fan, like always interested in Liverpool and football? Yeah, so I'm I'm not originally from Liverpool, but my my dad was born. My dad was born in Anfield, so he he was sort of he was like my football and education, if you will. He was he was the one who who brought me up, and, and there was no there was no choice really for me but but to be a Liverpool fan because of him. So yeah, I've, I've supported Liverpool all my life. Been going to games since about 2007, um, and yeah, never never looked back really. I, I think I sort of always from from probably high school times, secondary school times, always wanted to to do something involved with Liverpool Football Club. I just wasn't sure what it was. I think, you know, you get to a certain age where you realise you, you're maybe not going to make it as a player. You, you, your talent's on the football pitch and your fitness starts to uh, starts to catch up with you. Um, and then I think it, it was probably towards the back end of secondary school where I saw myself being able to, to you know, 
go into go into the media. I don't think I I ever thought I'd be doing this job, but, um, but I'm very grateful for it because it's it's given me personally, you know, amazing opportunities. Like I said before, to to be able to travel to places I wouldn't be able to usually travel to to go and meet people in places I wouldn't expect to be to be going and meet people and and to be following the Reds sort of all over all over the globe has has, has been a massive pleasure for me. Yeah, I don't know. It would be for me as well. Um, so that's the same with me, to be honest. Like, I always wanted to just grow up and just be a football, and then I realised towards probably like um, about year seven or something when um, I realised that my dream was over. And I play, I play for the foot, the football team now called Beautiful Bucks Inclusion. It's it's great, but you just you always just want to grow up and just be a footballer, like watching your heroes on the telly and everything like that. Yeah, you, well, you're doing the right thing now, mate. Get getting started in in the podcast and stuff like that, and, and talking about Liverpool from a young age means that I'm 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 sure you've got a massive future ahead of you in that game. You, you sound like a very charismatic host as well, so I, I think I think that that all that all definitely helps. And and the more things you can do from from a young age, I'd, I'd say that to to anybody who's who's listening. The, the more things you can get involved in from from a young age. I I got to to university and and sort of realised that maybe at that point I'd, I'd not done enough from it from a young age to, to sort of get in, get into this field. So I had to make up for, for a lot of lost time and I, I was quite lucky in terms of some of the opportunities that came my way. But it, it, it did require it did require hard work as, as obviously everything in life does. So I think that's that would be the sort of main message to, to, to give across to, to yourself, but obviously to everyone else who's listening as well. It's just, it's just to keep at it, yeah. And all young people are working. Um, so you do a podcast and there's a obviously I know there's a fair few people who do the podcast and I know a few so how many actually like run the podcast how many do the podcast so there's there's 14 of us who are who are full-time staff so I'm 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 a, I'm a full-time staff member who would usually be in the office obviously not during during the, the the sort of lockdown with the COVID restrictions and things but um yeah 14 of us full-time and then and then there's there's a massive network of, of contributors who who sort of help us with that. So there's, there's probably over a hundred contributors now um, who who come on the podcast, come on the videos, help us out with with, with the day to day, and and they're they're sort of the lifeblood of, of of what we do. Really, we won't be able to do the podcast without them because otherwise it would just be the same voices and, and faces week in week out. And I think after a while people probably get bored of that. So it's it's, it's been great. It's been great to sort of you know diversify that contributor base and get voices from from all over the place and and, and continue to to grow the amphora up and, and make it go from strength to strength. And then obviously we've got the, the subscribers massively to, to thank for that as well. Well, anyone who supports us really. So even the people who just listen to the free shows, who just watch our videos on YouTube, who read the writing on, on the website, um, any anybody who supports the amphora up in any way they can, following on social media and, and all that kind of thing. Every little bit of that helps us to, to, to become, you know, what, what we have become, which is, I think, a, a, a reputable media outlet now. It's, it's you know, it's, we're probably not on the same sort of level as Arsenal fan TV and, and those kinds of things who, as much as I'm sure they're, they're good lads within there, they, they thrive off, off the sort of the, the tabloidism of it all. They, they thrive off, you know, slating the manager and, and slating the players. That's not what we do. We like to sort of get behind the team. And I think that, that, can, that can probably grate on people sometimes as much as, much as well. But, you know, it's just us being, being authentic to what we do, which is supporting Liverpool Football Club through, through thick and thin. Um, and, and I think that, that does shine through in everything we do as well. Yeah, it's a very good podcast to listen to. Does John Gibbons still do the podcast? Gibbons? Yeah, John John still does it. Yeah, John John's a host on 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 loads of shows and things like that. It's 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 a bit tricky, like with so with the YouTube's and things we do. 
I think you, you, you sort of only see like a, a little bit of a, of a window in, into, you know, what's, what goes on behind the scenes down for up because so much of what we do is, is about the subscription podcast and, and the subscribes we have. So John's on a load of the subscription shows, but he's maybe not on, on a lot of the, the free stuff and we get comments all the time on our, on our YouTube and things about certain contributors not being on as much, but it's just because they're, they're, they're away in, in one of the podcasts behind the scenes there. So there's loads of content we put out. We're putting out of over a hundred shows um, between video and audio a month at the moment. So that's, that's like an in- incredible amount. There's, there should be something there for, for everybody really, but we, we, you know, we need all of our contributors to, to be able to help us do that. Yeah. Cause I remember John Gibbons, he, um, he likes his music, doesn't he? he? Likes to play music. Yeah, it's so yeah. John's John John's been part of brass bands and things like that for ages. But he's, he also manages a, a, a Liverpool band called the Shipbuilders, who are who are fantastic. They've they've performed at a lot of our live shows. All their their lead singer Matty Lachlan um, has performed at a lot of our live shows. Even though he's a blue nose as well, so I feel like that's that's even more commendable because he's a uh, he's putting up with a, with a load of uh, a load of the the Liverpool Lins or, or the red <laughs> side of Liverpool there so um yeah but John's banging into his music yeah a lot of us are and we try and promote that as well you know me me specifically I've I've done interviews for down for up with a few musicians who are who are Liverpool fans who are from the city so there's this sort of that connection there it's it's always nice thing to sort of you know as as much as the the, the football is spread the spread the word of, of what's going on in, in Liverpool, the city as a whole, and, and give everyone that, that real community feel. Because I think Liverpool as a city and, and Liverpool as, as a club is one of those special places where there are people all over over the world who genuinely care about, you know, what's going on in the community and things like that. And I think um, we we try to, to to promote that as much as we can, try and promote the, the good things that are going on in the city and in the communities. And obviously because it because it is such a boss city there's there's loads of things going on all the time. Yeah, so um, so when you started your podcast, which was 2011, which you were saying about the times of um, George and Gillette and when Hodgson was manager, which was a very um, negative time in Liverpool's history. Um, do you know, back in them days, because you've obviously got a lot of subscribers, like you said, more more recently now, um, did you get did you get a lot of people like listening to your podcast back then, or did did you just is it just more like? As you grew over the years, well, so I only started the Amphrap in 2016, but I know from from back in those days, they it was just a, a free podcast is how it started up. So they would just do one free podcast every week, just getting people in, in a room in in Park Street Studios and and basically having a chat about what's going on. It, it would be on a Monday after the match always. So, um, but that that was the way they started. They then got picked up by by Radio City and, and started doing an, another free show for them, and then. It got to April 2015, which is when the lads decided to, to quit their full-time jobs and, and go full-time with the Amphir app and, and make it a, a paid subscription thing. And that, that was unprecedented at the time. That was unheard of. There was no, there was no other podcast who, who were charging people for, to, to listen to the stuff. Anyone who had a podcast back then, it was, it was free to listen to. So um, they, they sort of broke the mould in, in terms of that and, and hopefully you know, set a bit of a, of a standard for, for other people who've, who've come and do that. But it's, it's not been without its, its challenges along the way of course, as obviously the, the current situation we're in now doesn't help at all because one of yeah. the things that we've always prided ourselves on as, as the Amphorap is, is the fact that, you know, we go to the match and, and, and we can we can offer that sort of in-person analysis. We get people into, into our studios. We've got great studios there in Liverpool City Centre, which are sort of being left untouched at the moment, which, which is a bit of a shame because we're all locked down. But um, hopefully it's not too long before we, we can get back to all that and get back to the games and, and start to really promote that message of, of, of you know, telling that story of, of supporting Liverpool Football Club and doing so from, from the heart of the city. Yeah, and you, as you say, you've got promoted by Radio City. You've been, uh, 
You used to do a Friday show called City Talk, didn't you? You used to do go on City Talk on a Friday, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, we used to do the, the free podcast. So they first started off as as a Monday and a Friday, and we've always kept those sort of going throughout. But obviously, Radio City, um, the the whole sort of structure of, of their business changed. I think they they stopped being regionalised something along those lines um, a, a couple of months back now. Um, I think it might have been just before the the pandemic set in. So. Um, that 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 show has been been unfortunately been, but we've replaced it with with a with a show we call the Weekender, um, which is a, it's a sort of similar feel. Really, we've oh. tried to keep it a, a, a much similar feel in terms of promoting what's going on in the city, promoting what's going on in in the communities of Liverpool, and 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 telling those stories as, as much as looking ahead to to the weekend's game. Because obviously that's what a lot of our subscribers will, will be tuning in for. But there's there's a, there's a bit of something for everyone there, and it's and it's another one of our of our free podcasts we put out. Yeah, because my dad used to watch City Talk every Friday and when he was working, he got me into it. And this one, I think it was last season, um, every time he listened to one of the City Talk or whenever it was on, we used to win every single like of the Saturday games. And he missed one weekend and that, I think that weekend we got beat. I can't remember if it was by. Yeah, well, may- maybe we need to bring it back then. Maybe that's what's uh, maybe that's what's been the Reds' bad luck charm this season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so you've won several different awards, like I was I mentioned earlier on in the podcast. Which one meant like meant the most to you? Which one was um meant the most to you as a as a podcast? They they all mean just as much to us to be honest, because you know, the majority of them are voted for by by our, our sort of listeners and subscribers. So it, it means it means a lot to us that people sort of had holders in, in that high regard that enough to you know go onto a website and vote because it's it's quite easy whenever you sort of see those links and things on social media to just completely ignore them but people are you know taking some time out of the day and spending time to to recognize the Amphi rap for, for hopefully what it's what it's what it's brought to other people's lives and um, you know bringing value in terms of being authentic Liverpool supporters to, to, to people's lives so it's, it's it's nice to be recognized in that way by our listeners and it's just as nice to be to be recognized by our peers as well you know by other people in the field because you know there's there's, there's loads of podcasts out there these days and and you know to to sort of varying degrees of of backing and, and quality you know the bbc have got loads of, of podcasts and things now and we've managed to beat some of them to, to awards you know being voted for by by other podcasters and, and by judges who are who are sort of you know paid to to, to give a to give a qualified voice in, in in this field so yeah they, they all mean just as much to us to be honest from 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 the very start in, in 2012 or 2011 when we won our when we won our first awards to to you know uh, last year when we were at the the fsas and and, and taking home the, the fan media of the year award there yeah that's amazing to be honest um so you've been to a few fair few countries like you said you went to was it asia did you say yeah so we went yeah we went to the the, the premier league trophy over there so we went to um to hong kong and, and, and a few other places around there where, where Liverpool played um been to america as well been to dubai qatar we do loads of tours in ireland things like that. we've been to Scandinavia so yeah we've, we've 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 been all over the place been been over to Australia and, and New Zealand and places like that as well so hoping to do a, a bit more of that when when the pandemic's over yeah which was which, which was the best country that you have ever been to with like the podcast where did you did you ever record in any other countries with like any people over the, in the other countries yeah so we, we we tend to do live shows when we go over there um so so like most of them are, as I've said for the pre-season tour so we'll go over there and and cover those and do our usual podcasts around the games up and there we we usually get lucky enough to get a few interviews with with players or, or the manager at those times as well which is always always a massive plus um but like yeah we, we do live shows for, for the people over there so 
for me, um, the, the best the best one I've been on is is the American tour. That was so that was not so much gone. Obviously, the, the summer before that, where um, the Reds played in, they played in South Bend, um, in Boston, and in New York, um, and that and that was amazing. We did a live show in Chicago. We did a live show in Boston, um, which was which was the club's one that was in front of like two thousand five hundred people, I think, which is the most people that I've I've ever uh, I've ever spoken in front of, and that that was that was an amazing feeling. And then um, yeah, we did we did one in in New York as well in in Carragher's Bar there, which was which was great. So that, I would say that was my favorite, just getting over there and and getting to meet those those you know those supporters because I don't I don't think that we you know we're lucky enough to to be in the city and, and be able to go to games and stuff like that. But I don't think we realize the dedication it takes for for people over there in terms of the hours that sometimes they'd have to be getting up in the morning or staying up till late at night to to watch the Reds. It's it's, it's obviously it's, it takes a lot of commitment. So. It's, oh, it's, it? Yeah, it's, it's it's nice to sort of you know get over there and 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 see them and and their support for Liverpool and, and how much they've embraced the, the culture of it as well because you know it's even even though Liverpool the heart of it is is Scouse you know it's it's a global club now and it's 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 still nice that the people from all over the world have, have sort of embraced that that heart of, of the football club and the community. Yeah. So, um, have you got any like tours planned, like going to any other countries, like any new ones, like when this coronavirus pandemic is over? Have you got any countries that you want to go to as a podcast and interview people over there? Um, I'm not sure we dare plan anything at the moment, to be honest, because we sort of no one's really knows about the situation day to day, do they? But like you say, ho- hopefully it's sort of over soon, and then there's 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 a few countries I'm sure a few of us have, have, have got on a list to to go and explore. I know I know Scotland is 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 one that we've. I'm not sure. We've actually done a live show in Scotland before and, and there's a lot of sort of demand for that so it'd be nice to to get up there and, and, and do something up there and Canada is, is another one as well even though we've been to America we've, we've not done a live show in Canada yet we, we, we were supposed to be doing an American tour um, just as the, the coronavirus pandemic set in so that obviously got cancelled and, and one of the shows there was going to be in Toronto which I, I, I wasn't going specifically but I know the lads were we're really looking forward to so um yeah hopefully we'll we'll get to go and explore loads of loads of boss places all over the place once once it's all over yeah definitely so i don't have any more questions so make sure everyone who's watching this go and listen to the amphio rap because it's a very good podcast um and thank you for taking your time to come on and speak to me today no worries at all joseph thanks very much for having me on mate this is, this is a fantastic podcast and, and great what you're doing as well mate keep it up thank you very much thank you